What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to the best women's boxing show, period. I am Cynthia Conte and my fabulous red, white, and blue co-host. And I am Gianna LaBeouf. <laughs> I am looking real. I'm feeling real patriotic today. You we get, are. We're going to get a little hype. We're going to talk. You know what, girl? I love these braids on you. Thank you. I'm feeling real Pocahontas with it today. They Shout out to the Native American sexy, community. Sexy, sexy, Thank you. Thank you. Oh, we got another one in the can for y'all today because sh- this lady just fought recently. And I know all of y'all always have something to say about this one. She's a very polarizing, but she's one of the baddest women in boxing. We got the unified WBC and WBC. And Ring Magazine flyweight queen, Miss Marlon Esparza. <laughs> Welcome to the best women's boxing show, period. Show, podcast, YouTube. We got TikTok. We got everything. And I'm so glad that you're able to make it for us. No, thank you. I'm excited. And I want to say, first off, your hair is beautiful. <laughs> That was a whole vibe. It is a whole vibe. It isn't it, thank right? You. Thank you. Thank you. I trying some it. some new things, you know, trying to keep it a little spicy. I would do that, but then my head would start to hurt, and then I'd just be like <laughs> starting to undo it in the middle of the show. <laughs> but yeah. But Marlene, before anything, how's your baby boy? He's so good. How old is uh, he now? He's three. Woo! He, uh, right now, he's in the process of trying to get into like, Uh, I'm trying to get him into private schools and stuff like that. So it's a bit difficult because the camp and everything, uh, but he's bilingual, you know, sign language. I'm really trying to catch everything up. Wow. Like, I just want to go to the aquarium. But I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I remember, oh, I remember that. It it is rough. Looking for these schools for the little ones now, that's like trying to get them into college. It's finding the right one. They're super duper expensive. The right atmosphere that's going to stimulate them creatively, intelligently. It's a lot. It's a, that's a full-time job on its own. It's a process. So I was like, yeah, so he's doing amazing. But because of that, he's a little bit irritated with me because he's like, I just and I'm like, yeah, but the way education is set up. <laughs> OK, well, I mean, so, when you when you say he's fiery, does he take after you, Marlon? Yes. <laughs> and I was very afraid. And it's no offense to him that he was going to take after his dad because his dad's a little <laughs> bit. um. I would say the the gender roles are a bit different. Mm-hmm. His dad is uh, patient, very soft, very loves to cook, very homey. And I'm more of like, you know, let's do this. Let's do this. Very change things. Let's be different. And he does act like that a lot. He he is very outgoing. He He's not afraid of anything. He wants to try new things. He's extremely energetic. He's a boy boy and um, beautiful, sweet. Um, I couldn't ask for a, a better son, a better child. I love that. You know, you guys, you got to have both of those energies in there. And it's cool to see that it's okay for dad to cook. You know, I love bend the gender norms. I love it. Let him see a variety of styles and things from an early age. That way, when he grows up, he'll have a great appreciation for women. He will not think it's a gender norm. Oh, the woman got to be in the kitchen barefoot because his mama whips ass. Yeah. And his dad likes to cook. So I'm into it. I love it. Oh, man. And so he's very, he, he's like the homemaker type. And I love it too, because exactly what you said, because I want Saint 
to 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 understand and grow up and be maybe even that one man in the room that says no there's nothing different just because she's a female women can do all things that's right see that there is not a gender role and um i actually love that about um his life and what he gets to see so absolutely i think hopefully you know um it works out well but i don't i i think that he's doing he sees a different world and he takes to it very well. Well, Marlon, I know that um, we always talk about this on the show because obviously we do talk to women and some of them are mothers. And we always say that they're women, excuse me, their jobs are never done because once you're done from the gym, you're still a mom. You gotta, you gotta feed them, put them to sleep and all that fun stuff. But when you do put on that fighter hat, girl, Look at you. You were, we, I, you know, the last time I interviewed you was for the ring, uh, for ring before, I think it was not this, I mean, not this, obviously not this fight, but the fight before this one. Yeah, and uh, we talked a little bit about your, um, you were the 2012 bronze Olympian. And you were the, really the first one to be uh, from Revlon to be sponsored, you know, for, for, especially in a fight as a female boxer, that's just so unheard of. Yeah. Um, I, you know, God blessed me a lot with, um, because I did on an early age decided that I didn't want to look like a boy, be a boy. I wanted to be the girl that I am. And that's really, you know, God really put me in a good position to, um, get to be put in those roles with cover girl, Procter and Gamble, um, you know, Nike. And that was one of the best things that they liked around that. Yes, I'm a fighter. Yes, I'm fierce. Yes, I'm in a, a hurt business, but I also am very feminine. And, you know, I've been, I've been, I've been extremely blessed with, with all that. And then obviously everything that just happened and everything that's going on, there's a lot of cool stuff that's in the works that I wish I could tell you about, but you'll, you'll hear about it soon. You know, I love that you, you touch upon that about working with brands, because I think it's a lost art. A lot of fighters nowadays, they say, oh, I just want to focus on fighting, but it is a full-time job in addition to the fighting to make sure you're stoking interest, to try to attract other brands that might have some nexus or even just expose you to to other fans who normally might not be into boxing, but now that they've seen you on another platform, bringing them in. What do you think you had figured out at that time that other of your peers didn't have figured out that you were able to navigate and find your way to these brands and marry boxing with these things? I think with me, it was a catch 22 with the reason I, or how I figured out and what I figured out was because I started when I was 10 years old. That's 30. That's I'm 32. So it's 12 years ago, uh, 22 years ago mm -hmm. that I started boxing. And back then, like, but women's boxing was, you know, it was very hard to be in the gym. And what I learned was, well, how else can I show who I am? I know that I'm going to win I, or I know that I'm going to put my heart and soul into winning my fights. But how else can people see me as me? Like even the bandana, the American flag bandana that you see everybody wear, all the girls wear. I started that the socks, the, you know, my nails, I was had to have my nails done. Like there was things that I did along the way to allow people to understand who I am because I would felt like I was so um, pushed away from the sport because I was a female and I continued to win, but I showed myself. And then as time progressed, I realized, Hey, 
people actually appreciate that. Companies appreciate that. I've, you know, um, while like while networking, I realized people cared more about that, about me being that way versus the boxing. They cared more about who I am, and they're like, "Oh, you win. That's cool." But what about this? What about that? What about this about you? And public speaking. And when I realized that I could tell the world that boxing for females is a great thing by being me is when I realized that's how I can prosper in all ways. And that that was that was kind of like I said, a catch 22 where I had to learn difficultly. But that's that's what I learned. You have to put yourself out there. You don't have to be just a boxer. You need to, if you, you know, if you like uh, making puzzles, if you like logos, if you like painting, if you like knitting, if you like golf, if you like, you know, whatever it might be, if you're a tea connoisseur, you put yourself out there for what you are and let people understand that. And along the way, you will get sponsors and you will get supporters and you will get people that are just like you wanting to vibe with you and support your, your career. Well, Marlon, you know, when I listen to all of this and knowing that you were, you know, you, 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 um, what your background and now that you have become a pro fighter, you know, you've had some grudge matches and we're going to get right to it because we all watched the fight, uh, Nayoko, Nayoko Fujioka. Okay. Now this is based on what I saw. This is not anyone else's thought. So when we saw you fighting, I mean, she was a she's a five division world champion. You took her strap. She's never been defeated. You gave Fujioka her first defeat. But when we were watching the rounds, I felt like that you were you were I mean, OK, first off, the, the cards were one hundred ninety two of those cards. I don't believe it was a complete domination on your end, but you did win. I'll give you that. Like, I thought you won by one or two. So, A, well, I want to know what you thought of your performance, if you've seen it or if you remember it. And, B, what did you think of the cards when they were read out? Okay, I believe it was one and the other two was, like, 97 to 94 or something like that. So it was the other two cards that were equal. But there was only okay. one that was. Um, or, Even so, with that, just knowing that it was a complete shutout on your end. On one end. But yeah, people, I get what you're saying. Um, so to say it all in all, um, I will finish with the scorecard part. But with my performance, was it was exactly what we planned. Uh, me and my coach, James Cooper, we really, really uh, focused on the fact that it's going to be an ugly fight. And only because can I box? Yes, I can box. I can um, I can be a counter puncher. I with all my last four fights, you could see that I've used different plans and different ways to fight an opponent. I don't have a style. I have a way to win, and that's what we did with her. She can only go forward. That's what she's known for. She's strong. She's aggressive. She doesn't stop. And I want we understood that. Well, why am I gonna box? If she's expecting me to box, like everybody expects me to box, let's push her back. Let's hold the line. Let's be more dominant than the dominant fighter. Let's uh, push her back. Let's feign her. Let's freeze her up. Let's use your experience to twist her, turn her, she, to not let her catch her timing, to frustrate her. And when she frustrates, she's going to come more and come more. Then you hold the line more. And it, because of that, it seemed 
ugly. But I just, that's why I don't, uh, I fully agree with the scorecards because although from the outside in it looked messy, she wasn't able to catch her timing. She wasn't able to be her normal Fujioka. And that was not on accident. Everything round by round was exactly what we thought it was going to be and exactly what we planned for. Um, to be honest with you, and I mean, to be greatly honest with you, the 190, I don't agree with. I, I think for sure she at least got, at the most, got two rounds. Mm -hmm. The first round, absolutely not, which people are saying she did. But I think there was like the fifth or the sixth where she was throwing a lot and it looked bad. And my coach fixed that. He's like, look, I know you're not getting hit, but it looks bad that she's out throwing. And uh, we fixed that. And I think maybe one of the round, few round, maybe two or three rounds after that, she won one. Um, but I don't disagree with, with the scorecards because it was supposed to be that way. It was a whole, it was a, it was a whole vibe. It was a whole vibe. In, um, when you talk about that, it was a very messy, ugly fight. And th I, I saw this on the timeline throughout the entire night. There was a lot of almost wrestling. Was that part of your game plan also? Because I've never it, seen, I mean, when people say, oh, Marlon is going to make it ugly. Obviously you did. But I think maybe I maybe have seen you do this before, but I can't remember. But this one I've seen, th th it was actually a lot of hugging, a lot of hugging. And um, a lot of, like, I felt like it was wrestling almost. But was that part of your game plan? So she has a martial arts background. Mm. Okay. So I was going to be able to be in clinches so you will i don't have a martial arts background so it was not wrestling it was more of me hold that when i say holding the line or when i say pushing her back or being the dominant fighter it's that she's going to be able to shove me and push me because she has a martial arts background so it looked like that but it was me holding the line of like, no, you're used to using this against somebody and getting your way. You're not going to do that with me. So the clinches and the pushbacks and even, you know, the, the freeze things, the freeze things, meaning when I'm inside and I'm I'm not letting her get off mm -hmm. and then move away or throwing. Those are like freeze things. She um, it was it was an ugly fight in the way that's the only way I can explain it to the greater uh, boxing world. But I, that's what it looks like. But it was actually beautifully done because they kept saying when they were commentating, the commentators were saying, oh, she's making it too hard for herself. She's making it too hard for herself. She needs to box. She needs to box. But I could absolutely box all day long. That's not the style of... Like, it's not black and white with Fujioka. I can't just box and beat her. She'll mm -hmm. catch her, she'll catch my timing, she'll catch her rhythm, she'll get confident, and then it would not, it wouldn't change. She would get, she would get too brave, too comfortable. She would catch her timing. And that's, that's what, that's why it looked um, like wrestling, but it wasn't. It was, it was a plan and it was what, what needed to be done to beat such a strong fighter. Everybody up her age, but honestly, he's I, not. 
I think be- I think because when we look at both of your records, you have one knockout and she had zero, I believe. So we were thinking, why is Marlon? I mean, like what the what the uh, commentary team was saying is like, why is she deciding to go into a brawl and go into the phone booth when you could just box your way? Unless you wanted to try to knock her out. But, I mean, if that's your game plan, then so be it. Then respect to all that. At least you won. You got the you got her title. And now you're looking to go undisputed. Yeah, she had seven knockouts. Oh, there's um, seven knockouts. Um, it, it, it just, it's more of, sorry, it's more of, thank you for that, though. But it's more of, um, I wouldn't, it wouldn't have been such an easy win boxing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Completely sounds weird, but when you fight, it's not a it's a hurt business, but it's not. It's more than that. It's about breaking someone's. It, like I'm trying to beat everything you represent. Mm. I am trying to take over your soul, everything you embody. Yeah. I'm faster, stronger. I'm trying to be quicker. I'm trying to have more will, more power, more intelligence, more. Like everything that you embody as a human being, I want to be better than you in that spiritually and physically and mentally. And with Fujioka, just boxing would not have gotten the job done. I wouldn't have been able to break her Mm. at all. That, just like this fight, it's it's a cause for discussion. You're always a topic of discussion in women's boxing. Very polarizing, as we mentioned at the top of the show. Why do you think you're so polarizing to fans? Because everything that you're saying right now is not unusual. You want to be the better fighter. You want to break the fighter's will. You want to dominate. You want to beat them at every level. These are very, the, what we expect a boxer to say, but you in particular are very polarizing to fans. Why do you think that is? I think I'm a very entertaining fighter. Um, because it's always, there's always some personal hype behind something. Uh, not everybody, you know, loves me. The girls, a lot of girls have, you know, their personal things with me. So it makes for a more exciting buildup. But when it gets to the actual boxing and the actual fighting, um, I, I'm an entertaining fighter because I can do multiple things and it always becomes something that people don't really know what they're going to see or what they're going to get from me that day. And I really, I really believe that people enjoy watching me fight. They enjoy watching me win or lose. And they enjoy that things are always, something's always happening with my fights. There's like, you know, there's not been one thing in the fight of mine, especially in the pros that has not been something that you just want to see. So I would say that I'm just a I'm an entertaining fighter, and not I'm not gonna say it's fully on purpose. It's just who I am and how I fight and what I can bring to the table. Well, I think uh, when you say we love to watch you fight, we love to watch you fight, um, possibly against Denise Estrada. We love the buildup to that fight, um, and still, I, you know, before we even go into Sinicia, did you watch the tape back when she was commenting commentating on your fight? Oh yeah, I was. I watched the fight. I, uh, me and my coach actually watched it that night. Okay. My coach believer on watching the fight the night of because everything's still fresh. How you had even said if you even remember, and sometimes you'd forget after a few days every detail. So we watch it night of to make sure that we have everything fresh in our minds. Mm. And I heard everything she said, um, and I thought she was just being a bit salty. Um, she was trying to be professional, 
she was trying to be professional, but she made it a lot about like again, Sinisa, she's a bit bratty. Me, 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 me. When they were like uh fighting a you know, uh someone from Japan, they're very strong and you know, there was a fighter who had just lost uh from Japan that night and she's like, Well, I know when I fought with Joker Stablemate and went like on for like a whole thirty minute thirty second rant about her and then saying that I made it more difficult. I just thought it was, she was trying to make it a Sanisha show as usual. But, um, I, I mean, that's really awkward. I mean, I don't to be it. fair, she did say that you were doing good. I mean, and they did say what she, they did ask, what does she have to do? And she did say at the end, uh, that she believed that you were going to fight or you're going to win this fight easy, knowing that everyone on the timeline had it like even or uh, Fujioka winning or you winning. So it was it was interesting. But I you know, it's a grudge match that we all want to see because she did say on there, once you get those belts, she's looking to collect all those belts from you. Yeah. And that's why I said that she was trying to be professional when she did credit. (laughs) You guys, I love you both. (laughs) I do, too. I mean, is there is there a place? Is there? A time and a space. I know it's not right now that the two of you can come together and say kumbaya because y'all do not get down with each other by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, we you come to the brown table talk and we'll have some tea. (laughs) Exactly. We want you. We want you to come into the studio. In boxing, with the thing and how she acts, it bothers me. I feel she's bratty. But when it comes to her as a human being, I don't mind her at all. Like. Even uh, she, because she had to be there for the interviews for the zone meeting, right? Uh, the fighter interviews, and they were like, "How do you feel about uh, Sinisa commentating?" And I laughed and I smiled and I was like, "Well, it's great. I mean, we know enough about each other. This is like, I love it, you know." And but she wouldn't look me in the face, and it's like, "But do your job." And she's like, "She said, don't worry. Uh, I'm not gonna say anything bad about you." I said, "Well, I hope not. You're doing your job. You're supposed to be a professional." And, you know, I'm trying to kind of make everybody stop um, trying to clear the air, you know, like everything's okay. But she won't, she keep, she'll hold the line on that, on being very like against it. So when the time comes, the time will come. But it's not about her as a human being. It's about just getting what I know is mine. And, you know, I hope she enjoys her time right now. And, you know, the spotlight right now and the time will come. I mean, there, there's no apologies here because I love that you two both genuinely genuinely don't like each other, especially in the ring, because we need that more in women. That's Some, right. You know, when guys say, oh, the women are soft, nah, 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 they don't say anything. But now we've been seeing these women are stepping up on, um, on Twitter. They're talking shit. They're talking smack. And I mean, whether Sinisa means it or not, bring more. Both of you bring more because people love to see you guys fight. And we would love to obviously see a rematch. But if not, um, not in your division or whatever division, because y'all can just move up and down. I would love to see that both of you guys fight because I sadly the fight with you and her stopped because you had the nasty like cut on your head. And but shit, I want to see someone get knocked out. Sorry, I just do. I mean, I like I like a good brawl. <laughs> I you know what? I want to ask you about that cut. That was a horrific cut. 
What I always, whenever I see a fighter get injured, an injury like that, I think, damn, I know the next day that hurt like hell. What was the next day after that in the recovery process for something? Are you tentative as you, as your skin repairs and all that? What are those days, weeks after when you're recovering your skin and something from an injury like that? Well, my, my, I'm going to say right now, I have good blood. I healed. But, okay, for uh, like Voltron. Like, <laughs> It took about 10 days, and it was 22 stitches, including glue stitches. But um, it was, I think, the day after my soul and my heart hurt a lot more than my head. And then when everything kind of really set in, it was painful. It was pain. It was a. It was painful. And then it, it, that's why boxing is also so difficult, because not only if you lose, you also get beat up. It's not like you just lose a tennis match and you just like feel bad. It's like you get beat up and you lose. So it's like a double whammy. And the healing process was difficult of because I had a I had a, a, a photo shoot with a Toyota with Honda or Toyota at the uh, ten days after. And I was like, is it gonna clear up? Is it gonna clear up? But it was it was a painful process. There was a lot of we had to buy a special bed that actually elevates to make sure that the blood doesn't go back and it actually goes down. Um, you know, making sure that I get uh, some sort of like uh, the, the baby um, aspirins that help your blood thin, a lot of ice, a lot of, you know, it was constant care. And then, you know, my son was like, why can't you hold me? He was really young at the time. He was uh, 10 months. And, uh, it was, you know, it was a, it was difficult, but I cleared up nicely. It hasn't bothered me. It doesn't bother me. Do you have a scar? I have a big scar, yeah, but it's, it actually is in a perfect spot because it's right on the hairline. You can um, see it. Well, it's your war wound, you exactly. know. Exactly. I mean, because you badass. Yeah, not many women get crazy <laughs> gashes. I mean, I don't miss it upon anyone, but you could say as part of your story, like this is one of the best fights I had in my career, and it's still. You know, it was it was a serious grudge, grudge match, and we were yeah. all very entertained by it. So yeah, it will be better. The next one will be even more entertaining. Like you said, I I, I fully want it to go where we say what we have to say. I just because I don't. If it's a real grudge match, no one needs to lie on anybody. Let's just tell the truth, and I think that's where it's going to get even better because i got a lot of truth left in me that I haven't, that I didn't let out the first time. So it's going to be a lot more entertaining on every end. You know, when you commentate on Sinesia's uh, fight, I think it was the last one. I, I can't remember when she, I think the interim. Um, you, When you say she's salty or she's just being Sinesia herself, it's a Sinesia show. When you go into something like this, do you put feelings aside and just strictly look at it as a fight? Or do you kind of put your Marlin-isms in there? Mm. No, I absolutely just think about it as a fight. Really, girl? <laughs> I, well, I mean, you never know. No, I, I mean, I'm, tell, I'm, I'm telling you. Um, no, I do. Because it's you're a fighter at the end of the day. If you're in there with me and I want to talk shit about what happened after, that's different. But regardless of who I like or don't like and all that, you're still putting your life on the line and you're still putting your, your health at risk for, 
for your goals and for entertainment. And all I have no business to bring myself into that. Mm. All I'm no boxing. I love boxing. And my job is to just see what's going on st- strategically and in the ring with no emotions involved. And if they ask me something, you know, during the, the break about something personal, yes. But when we're talking about the actual rounds and what I'm saying, no, I will. It, it's only you are a boxer and only a boxer to me. And you're doing the best you can to get your job done. And my job is to commentate on your strategy, on your strengths, on what what went wrong or what went right without myself i don't matter at that point i'm there to commentate i'm not there to be the fourth person in the ring Mm. Ah, interesting i like how you say that and now that business takes you now on a road trying to become undisputed champion what is that do you have what does the timeline look like what is the ideal scenario for you for that goal to happen how would you like to to map that road out I would like to, uh, obviously, with, with Golden Boy and, and my trainer, James Cooper, it, uh, we want to do it soon, uh, within the next few months, within a year. Um, obviously, it, it, it all depends on everybody else. There's a lot of parties that are going to be involved, but that needs to be the next fight. And I've, I feel like that's going to happen within, within this year. Because the uh, the two fighters that have the belts are in Argentina, and one of them, she is what she has nine successful uh, title defenses. Leona Paula, she's IBF champ, and then um, I can't even read my handwriting. Oh no, here we go. Elizabeth DeMarco, she has a WBO strap, and surprisingly, they've never fought. Or the first one, she's never fought out of Argentina. Um, so th- for them to travel here, if one of them's never fought out of the States, uh, how do you, how, how do you think you'll be able to get them to come fight over here? Cause you sure ain't going to go to Argentina or sure. not. I'm not saying you won't, but I don't think the fight would be made there. Well, bo- business wise, they would have to come here regardless if they want belts. Belts. Mm-hmm. And if I, 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 want belt- I feel like that, you know, I don't know them, but I feel like they don't really care to start fighting for the other belts is well, i think i feel like they want to just hang on to their belt and you well, want to collect well if they want to hang on to it they'll still have to defend yep so i can move on the ibf and the in the wbo and i can move up in the rankings and then i can do a um a title eliminator and then they'll have to fight me and they have no choice and since i have more belts yeah and the ring magazine belt that's right okay, we're gonna segue because we have a little um a segment that we do i still haven't named the segment but uh the women, any of the women that we bring on, I ask them to say one word, the first thing that comes to your mind when I say a fighter. You ready? Okay. <laughs> Don't think, oh, Marlon. <laughs> Just say it. <laughs> I'm a bit blood and hard, so right now. That's what we want. We it's want you right, to be girl. you. Yeah, and that's and that's why, you know what we what you say here is what you really believe exactly. and say. We're not we're not sugarcoating nothing. It's like don't we don't want people to think, oh my god. Why did I say that? It's, you know, it. It's a safe space. It, it is a safe space, and we women want to tell. We want to tell your story. We want to give you a platform to be able to talk your shit because that's another segment we got. Yes. And then some other stuff. Okay, so we're gonna go through the pound for pound. One word, Katie Taylor. Winner. Did you say winner? Yeah. 
Okay. Clarissa Shields. Bold. Amanda Serrano. Strong. Jessica McCaskill. New. Delphine Pursoon. Don't know. Chantel Cameron. UK. Michaela Mayer. White. <laughs> Keep it a buck. It's Keep all it right, girl. Sinicia Estrada. Brat. <laughs> Cecilia Brekus. Old. Savannah Marshall. Tall. And last but not least, Marlon Esparza. Me. Mean? Me. Oh, me? I was like, okay, me. I was like, I'm like, you call yourself me? No, but me, okay. We'll accept that. We'll, we'll accept both it. answers. It's all right. <laughs> but yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, it was just one of those things that um, we always ask because guys are always asked about pound for pound and exactly. their list. And I'm not going to ask for people's lists. I'm like, just give me what your thoughts are because everyone has a thought about somebody. Uh, before we go into your segment, I do want to ask, since we do have some very big female fights coming on to the horizon, we fellow have- Olympian Clarissa Shields versus Savannah Marshall. That's a true grudge match. I mean, Savannah beat her only once, and that was in the amateurs. So I don't mm-hmm. even think that even counts because pros, amateurs are very different, as you know. And uh, Clarissa Shields has just all the accolades that she's brought to the table. I mean, who has two gold medals and undisputed twice and 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 and, and does PFL, MMA? Mm-hmm. So what do you think of that fight when eventually that goes down? Yeah, Marlon, what do you think about that yeah. fight? I obviously, I'm very, um, I'm very close to both of them. Um, but my group that again, boxing, not personal. I think that if Savannah can use her reach advantage and her strength tactically, she could pull it off. I think that all around Clarissa is not, is, more skilled because she can change things up. Although people think she looks the same all the time, she doesn't. She adapts very well. And that's the beauty of her. People don't even see where she adapts and she adapts. And yes, she lost the amateurs, but that's one thing about Clarissa. Clarissa's a warrior, like from the soul warrior. So if she lost to her, she's been waiting this whole time to get back for that loss, get back from that loss. Oh. And so that mental, this is going to become a mental thing. Who prepared right? Who in there really wants it more? And who's going to really do what they need to do mentally? going to be strong. And I feel that um, Clarissa, I would, I would, I would bet on Clarissa, but m- m- with, with uh, Sarah Marshall, because she is also now, um, she's changed, evolving spiritually. She's evolving in a lot more belief in herself, and it shows. So if she tactically holds on to that and is strong enough to believe in herself and the things she does with the right strategy, she could win. But I would say um, if I had... If I had to pick Clarissa, for sure. See, breaking it down. I love it. Thank you, Marlon. I appreciate that. that. That's why I like you guys on the mic. Because you guys really know what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. And you have that frame, that knowledge base because you've all been with each other, amateurs, pros. You've all seen each other, whether you fought or not. And this is why I like asking female boxers what uh, their prediction on this 
particular fight or any other fights because you ladies break it down. Because men, men will say, oh, yeah, they're good. I don't know too much about them, but it's going to be a great fight. But you ladies, I mean, all the other female boxers we've interviewed just break it down. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they're so excited. Just when you said it's, this is like Christmas, fuck yeah, it is. Yeah. We are so excited about it. And surprisingly, there are a lot of men that are very surprised about this fight. Yeah, the men who were most into it were very surprising yeah. to me. Yeah. Uh, Caleb Plant, Caleb Plant and uh, Benavides. Benavides, they're super into it, and they were both highly knowledgeable about both fighters. Really gave some really detailed answers, and yeah, very yeah. great. It's a fantastic fight for the sport, not just women's boxing. But and now, the time back to you, back to you, champ. To close the show, we have a segment we call Talk Your Shit. Since you're not in, this, in the studio with us, <laughs> I'm not going to point to which camera, so your camera's right in front of you. You have 30 seconds to, whether it be to the fans, to other fighters, to the world that be, to talk your shit. So go ahead, Marlene Esparza, look into that camera and talk your shit. Woo! I, I can't. I don't even know what that means. Is your son in the room? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> talk my shit means... The shit I already say. So that's the beauty of me. The shit that I talk is already said. I don't, what you see is what you get. My belief is my belief. I'm the best. I'm going to be the best. I, uh, I, I, you know, I had one loss with a headbutt. I mean, if Sadisa couldn't knock me out with my head gashed open and my skull breaking, imagine what's going to happen when I'm, when I'm just be when I'm me. Um, I just don't, the shit I've said is the shit I've said. And I really have nothing else to say. I mean, I am who I say I am. And I am who I am. What you see is what you get. There's really not much more to say. And if you don't like it. (laughs) And if you don't know, now you you know. know. (laughs) She shut that down with the, she did the canelo. Oh, because uh, my tattoo Oh, I can't see it. I don't have my, I don't have my glasses on. Uh, I didn't tell anybody, but it came up and then everybody's talking about it. But it's a, so I won everything for so long that after a while I would get booed for everything, no matter what I won, even though I would win clearly, I would get booed because people got for, cause I was about 15, 16 years straight winning everything without a loss. So I got winning tattooed on my finger and it says winning oh. and I didn't like flick anybody off. So I was like, uh, well, shh, and it says winning. And, um, that's pretty much what it, to me, that's what I think of when people are like hating and they don't like whatever I do. It's like, I mean, I thought I would have thought maybe you would have done the middle finger. I like it. It's a different, it's a different, yeah, it's kind of fun. And it's child friendly too. It is very child friendly. <laughs> They'd be like, shh. Well, the normal process is the normal way to tell people to shh. Yeah. Because it, I don't want to be disrespectful. So I'm it's just, a very polite way. I love it. It's a very polite way of saying fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, champ. <laughs> Well, we thank you for uh, joining yeah. us. It is a pleasure. We look forward to watching your road to Undisputed. If we're going to get another grudge match. We just want to see all of the fights, and we appreciate for you uh, you stopping in with us. Well, thank you guys so much, and uh, thank you for you know allowing me to be on. Thank you, Marlon. Again, I'm here. This is so oh. cool. I full vibe. Oh, oh, thank you. you Next are, time we're gonna come in with yeah, us. Yeah, you gotta come in, and then um, 
we're going to really talk more shit because I know you got a lot of stuff to talk about. Exactly. And we have to do the After Dark episode, too. But you got to come to the studio for those. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Those are fun. And then I can Hello. Hello. All right, Marlon, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you. We appreciate your time and we can't wait to see your road to Undisputed and we cannot wait to see the the rematch with Sinicia Estrada. Someone's taking someone's belts. Period. Period. All right. Bye, hon. Bye. What'd you think? She's always misunderstood. I don't have much to say, but... I love it. I love it. I love it because, uh, I mean, we did hear what Sinisa said on the commentary. <laughs> these two, man, I, I, I'm into it. I'm into it. These men do it. Hey. But I know. And these two really don't like each other. And we saw it. I mean, when she just said, she goes, Sinisa couldn't even knock me out with a big old gash. I mean, her thing was bleeding like worse than Tyson Fury's <laughs> gash. Remember that? Yeah, she slid that in you know, real she smooth. Did. Like a, she did. Like a pimp in the night. She, she slid did. that in. She <laughs> <laughs> Knock me out with my head split open. Okay, sis. But I like you? it. I like it. The gift of the gab from both of them, from the women. These girls really know how. They, they're really talking their shit. And, they they're, and they're, some of them are going to be backing it up very soon. Back it up. Back it up. But I can't wait. I, I really want to see um, her predictions. She, she had a really good, thorough prediction. I like that. Man, it's great on the desk. Great at analyzing. Uh, definitely a future in that, too. And to know that she's really good friends with Katie Taylor and Clarissa Shields. That is like boxing Olympian royalty right there. That's crazy because she and Clarissa used to mix it up a lot in social media, too. I didn't know they were close like that either. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's awesome. Women stick together. Yeah, well, just like you said, when um, the Olympians have those rings on them, they, they share something uh, mm-hmm. that no one else will be able to ever uh, uh, understand or explain. So, but wow. We didn't know what to expect with Marlon, but you got it. She talked her shit. She told us about her road to Undisputed. And uh, we just got to, and we actually, you know what? I confronted her about the fight. I love it. Whether people are going to believe it or not. Who cares? She That's won. That's on them. It's we on talk, them. We, we talked, talked our shit. Yeah, we did. Well, Giandra, this is another one in the can for us. This yes. was fun. Always a good time. It's always, always a good, a good time. time. But you guys, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you guys like. I'm a like. <laughs> like, share, subscribe. Our We have a TikTok. We are still going on. Um, Twitter, Instagram, and our podcast. And we also have our episodes on podcast on uh, Spotify, Spotify and all the places. All, yeah, all the places. We'll let you all know. So if you can't watch us live, you can always hear us when you have a nice long car ride. Listen to the podcast. Oh, yeah. You Listen. are now hearing the best women's boxing show, period. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, we got to go because I know Travis is like, wrap it wrap up. It. He's hangry over there. All right, guys. Well, another one in the can. Thank you for tuning in to the best women's boxing show, period. I am Cynthia Conte. And, and I am Giandra LaBeouf. Remember oh. that. Remember that and remember us. All right, guys. See you guys at the fights. Bye, guys.